This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host from Rotowire, and I'm talking to my co-host, as usual, from Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. What's going on, man? A lot of shit's going down since uh, we last spoke. Yeah, I was crying about my health last week, and now it's Jimmy G's health. I mean, what do you do, man? What, what's the point of this? Like, why, why did I like invest so much in the summer? And it's just annoying. I mean, the guy's going on the sideline. He takes a hit. It's like that was just an innocuous hit. The knee crumbles. I was actually worried about his durability. Remember the, the four games when, when Tom Brady was suspended? He only lasted three. I mean, there's no, you know, he's never done it. So I was always a little concerned. I mean, we had a, some guys just can't stay healthy, but obviously not a great start. Hurts his development. Like I spent money on season tickets that I won't be able to give away now. Like uh. I was excited to go to the primetime games um, myself. I can only go to night games. I'm like, why do, what's, why do I want to go see them play the Raiders with CJ Beathard now? Like, you know, I mean, it's just, just frustrating. And losing your star quarterback is the one thing in, in, in all sports. It's just, it just gave you hope, one player, and uh, eliminated it, you know, just the same. Did you at any point when you were suffering uh, from your kidney stone say something like, I'll do anything to make this go away. I'll even sacrifice Jimmy G. You can uh, take Jimmy G, just make the pain stop. Someone asked me if I preferred. What, what was worse, the pain of the kidney stones or Jimmy G going down? And the fact that I even had to think about that shows just how much I uh, like this Jimmy G fella because that pain was was indescribable. But yeah, man, I was thinking about, it. you know, I'm like, I get too worked up on Sundays. I know you do too, but I was trying to calm down. I'm like, so what if I lose fantasy or, or gambling or DFS? It's fine. There'll be a next week. And then like literally 20 minutes later, Jimmy G went out for the season. I'm like, well, that's the one thing that I'm literally going to be depressed and pissed and like a jerk to people texting me and stuff. Like I just went off the map. And so anyway, I'm pissed. It's week three and, and Garoppolo and the Niners season's over and it sucks. So, oh, well. Hey, well, yeah. at least I bought him. Uh, you stopped bidding in that Wavos league, and I bought him. You stuck me with him. You knew that guy was soft. You knew it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't you're have a nutless monkey, but you're really a devious asshole. Yeah, I wish that were true, and I don't have him in Stopa, but I have him in like eight other leagues. So it's definitely a, a yeah. It doesn't help. I mean, McKinnon tears his ACL. Jimmy G tears his. It's a joke. I mean, all the signs. Sherman's hurt now. I mean, frustrating. Not that they were. Not that they looked great. Don't get me wrong. But I always said they're going to be one and three. Their schedule was so tough in the beginning. I just felt like the longer they're in that system, and it really does ease up their schedule. I thought that they were going to make a nice run. But but now it's a – what do you think about Bethard? I mean, he was so bad last year. I mean, but the, the Shanahan system. But I pretty much have wrote, written them off completely except for maybe like Brita and Kittle because tight end is such a joke. But to me, it's pretty much a disaster. Probably. I mean, we definitely thought that about Nick Foles and the Eagles too before the Super Bowl, and system prevails. So maybe right. Beathard in the second year there is okay. You know, maybe he ends up being all right. But, yeah, I mean, there's not much to root for for the Niners. They were a long shot anyway, even with Garoppolo. And now they're like a ridiculous long shot. Well, I don't think they were a long shot to, you know, win nine games, you know, try to make the playoffs. You know, I mean, that's all I, I was think hoping. nine games gets you in in the NFC. Yeah, it might take – well, no, it'll take ten probably this year. You're right. You're right. But anyway, yeah, I'm dealing with these, these kidney stones. I'm going to go get a CT scan because – I'm not even sure if it is if it's passed, and yet I'm taking this medication that has crazy side effects that I'm not even going to get into on, on this podcast. And uh, so just dealing with – I don't ir- even know. If it, is irritability one of the side effects? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if it passed and I'm just so strong or if it's still sitting there and it's going to move any second. It's just, it's just, it's just terrible. But I, I guess I did finish second in the, the Fantasy Pros uh, Week 3 rankings uh, along with Andy and Pienau, all three of us from the top ten. So I guess I have that going for me. But uh, we went 4-1 in the Super Contest. Let's talk about some. Some, some sort of positivity here, Liz. Knock yourself out with that. It's not, Usually my, it's not my cup of tea. 
But four and one in the super contest were ten and five. Yeah. I think I don't know what wins it usually, but I would assume six, you know, sixty-seven percent is basically what it takes to win in this sample, right? So I looked it up and we are tied for 156th place with like 60 people. So really we're in 97th place. Or um, I mean, if, yeah, yeah, I think 156 okay. is right. Yeah. Okay. What I'm what sorry, I, I worded that wrong, but the payout is hundred, is what I'm saying. So we're one half point away from in the money, actually. So the payout's top one hundred, that's like twenty one hundred. And man, if you finish even like top 20 or something, we're talking like 20 grand. So there's a lot of money out there. So it's pretty exciting. So, well, I'm yeah. not talking about top 20, dude. I'm talking about first. And secondly, oh. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what winning percentage you need to take down the pool typically. Right. I think okay. it's like 64, 63, 66. I mean, somewhere around there because it's a small enough sample that someone's going to do really well. But it's not that small. It's still, what, 85 games. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to get higher than the 60s so I, I assume it's somewhere in the 60s the winning percentage you need to win the whole thing correct yes i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out as we talk here but uh um, this week there's probably someone who's 15 and 0 maybe not maybe it's 14 to 1 or 13 to 2 but there's someone with a ridiculous percentage now but after 17 weeks you know i, I think somewhere like 64 percent probably comes close to winning it right Right. Yeah. I, uh, right now, the winner. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't tell. I can't see. Okay. Hold on. I gotta look from last year. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll follow up next week. It's not like a important point. I'm just saying we just need to stay at this pace. We're doing fine, and we right. need to keep it going. You you did do well. It will, not, it will not let me have historical data. The current leader right now is 86.7 percent. They're 13 and two, but it won't let me do a historical but that's, data. That's obviously no one finishing. Obviously. Like so you did one good thing in your life, which I appreciate. You made us take Seattle. Oh, yeah. Right side too. It's not even just like whatever, but I mean, come on, that was just. I'm that's... glad. I'm glad you did it. I would have destroyed you, but I'm glad I was rooting for you. And I went 12 and four against the spread last week. Of course, right. I lost my best bet, the Niners, and that would have made us five and zero. Oh. The only thing, there's two things that went bad for me. <clears throat> I'm sure you heard about one of them. Yeah. One of them is that I lost with the Niners. So I lost my best bet. I'm now two and one, and I'm now 14 and five on best bets since the start of last year. Mm. And the other bad thing that happened was I faded the Vikings and Survivor wisely because all the nutless monkeys in my pool, the nine other people remaining, all took the Vikings. I took the Jaguars. Vikings were obviously dead two-thirds away into that game. Jaguars were tied 6-6, and they just fucking couldn't do it. I was like, that's two grand. And the thing about two grand is it's not a massive pool, but you get two grand in week three, you're feeling pretty good about the season. You're like, all right, that took care of all my entry fees and side bets and then some. And I'm just like, you know, obviously we have free rolls in the NFFC, so I don't pay for those. But, you know, that's just like, okay. You know what I mean? Now I'm just here. Now we can have fun with the rest of it. I was 7-1 in my leagues. I even won in the Stopa League. And, uh, but now I'm in trouble because Bradford lost his job and Winston probably doesn't have the job yet. So I got only one QB in the, in the QB flex uh, because the stupid Ryan Fitzpatrick is, has not uh, really shit the bed yet. So... That's the only negative, but I, I feel good. You know, I, I'm just really into this handicapping. I feel good about this. Like the slate this week I thought was a little harder, a little tighter than last week. A lot of my – I always pre-make the lines. You know, as, as we did last week, we talked about my guest lines and my lines. And uh, like four or five of them were exactly the line. And when that happens, right. you're like, oh, I guess I don't have a strong lean in this, in this game. Right. So my buddy Corey, who you met in Vegas a couple times, a couple things. A, he was in my own survivor pool – uh, eight people were left that you're in. Um, he was the only person that took Jacksonville. So like you, he, and then the other seven took Minnesota. So that was a brutal loss. And we're in this pool where you pick five games against the spread each week. It could be NFL or, or college. And if you go five and oh, you, t- you split that pot. And this, this would have been, I think, two grand this week. And he, he, we used our super contest picks. So we went four and one. So uh. Saints going 0 oh and five is all the same. But we went, you know, so that would have been nice winning that there too. So and Jimmy yeah. G and the Niners just couldn't fucking do it. That field goal they kicked was idiotic, yeah. but it was perfect for the spread. It was like, oh, this I is know. perfect. All you got to do yeah. is get the ball back and the Chiefs will let you score. And with like 10 seconds left, this is perfect. It, it, I had them in a teaser and believe me, I was okay with the field goal, <laughs> field goal there. But um, uh, what else? Um, yeah, so, so Fantasy Pros, you, you talked, uh, I, I understand your concerns with the, the ranking system, but they've actually opened up a really cool thing this year. Um, it hasn't gone public yet because I think they're waiting to week four to, to announce a leaderboard, but they're doing betting and you can do against the spread behind the scenes. And, that's, and, you can, and I really like the setup they're doing with the way they change lines. Anyway, I'm actually off to an okay start on that thing, but not so great in staff picks again. So let, let's, let's move forward. and uh, let's, more people handicap and it's like a giant staff picks kind of? Yeah. 
Yep, and you can do as many as you want, so you don't have to do a certain amount. So it's you know you can do one this week and like six next week, and it's uh, it's interesting. It'll it'll become more popular, I believe, because there's a lot of people into it. Yeah, like, we should be doing that too. It's, it's a fantastic idea. It's a good idea. Uh, um, all, all right. right. So so anyway, I, I joked before about being in the money and all. It's just through three weeks, but like honestly, it's at least exciting that we we ponied up that for the last three years, and we've never been uh, you know actually into it a month into the year. So at least that's cool. And you realize that Bears pick six happened. I mean, how infuriating that, that was. Bullshit, though. That that guy was way off sides. I mean, that was just yeah, so mad. Yeah, I saw yeah. it in real time. I was like, come on, that's not real. I was, but I was panicking a little bit. I was like, what the fuck? You know, and then I was, that would, that would have been extra annoying because that along with what was it? Our bank, whatever we made two picks this year where everyone just killed on the, on Twitter. And that was the other one. Everyone killed our Arizona pick last week. So yeah, I was especially the best sign. That means all the novices are just like, that's dumb. The, you know, the, the Cardinals suck. Okay. Right. Great. That's why I'm going to pick them. You know, that's, that's the, that's the telltale sign that you probably got it right. right. So before we get to the, this week's slate, I wanted to, to say, Stopa, of course, I want to bring up because I'm the only 3-0 team in that, despite having Rex Burkhead, which I want to let you gloat on afterward oh, with yeah, that. I forgot but about also that. because I bid 40 bucks on Edelman. Um, on, on, he, you, I, you dropped him, actually. That's pretty funny. I, I didn't realize that, but I think I heard you saying that. You were the one that dropped him. I bid 40, and you got him at, what, 46? That was interesting. That's Talk all the about money I had. So basically what happened was, um, you know, it's a QB flex league with two tight ends, all the shit. And I've got, you know, Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette, Edelman and Greg Olson on my bench. I picked up Greg Olson because in a two tight end league, that guy is so valuable if he's remotely healthy. And so what happened was I was sure Fournette was going to play this week because he was practicing all week. So I had him in my lineup and I'm like on this road trip with uh, Heather and Sasha and some friends of ours. And I get the, I'm on Twitter just checking news and I see that Fournette is scratched. And I'm like, oh fuck, I got to pick up a running back right now. So I, I want to pick up Len, Wendell Largewood and I'm like, but I got to drop somebody. So who am I going to drop? Well, I couldn't drop Robbie Anderson because he played Thursday night and he was locked in my lineup. I wanted to drop DJ Moore, but the thing was Marquise Goodwin was questionable and I couldn't find out until later uh, yeah. whether he was starting because this was like, you know, early in the morning. You know, it was Portugal afternoon, early morning before, you know, way before game time. So I was like, I need DJ Moore who scored a touchdown the previous week just in case Marquise Goodwin is scratched. I could have dropped Goodwin, but remember, like, Jimmy G wasn't hurt at that point. I wasn't going to drop Goodwin. Oh, no, no. So then it was like, okay, I could drop Olsen, who I just picked up. But then I was like, Olsen may be a bit ready after the bye in week five, maybe week six, but it's a two-tied end league. So I'm like, who's the least valuable guy that I could actually drop? I'm like, Olsen's more valuable than Edelman. Now, the reason Edelman has more value, again, this is before the Patriots game where they had no wide receivers to throw to, and it right. like, made you think, oh, maybe this guy has more value even. It's only a right. half PPR, so he's not a big yep. touchdown guy. And then it was like, well, is it Olsen or Edelman? And I'm like, well, the Edelman, the good thing going for Edelman is that he's, when he's back, he's 100%. He's not, you know, who knows if and when Olsen will ever be himself. That's the problem. Edelman's just being suspended. Well, he is returning from knee surgery, though. And he's 32. And he's 32, and Josh Gordon's there. And, you know, I mean, there's yeah, a lot Yeah, last of, time he played, he got like 150 targets and three touchdowns. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. And, and in this league, touchdowns are important. So... I was like, all right, screw it. I got to cut Edelman. And of course, I couldn't play him this week. Like, I could play DJ Moore. Well, it turns out that Goodwin was not scratched. So I put him in the lineup and I had cut Edelman. I wished I'd cut more, but I didn't know that. So this week, I put in all in for CJ Beathard because I needed a QB because I didn't even see that, Sam, that Rosen was on waivers because I sorted by points, the default, and Yahoo, not by own, own percentage. So Pinau got Rosen last week for like eight bucks. Of course, I would have gotten him. Oh. Of course, yeah. Bradford was of taking course I would have. I mean, I would have bet 20 on him. I didn't, I didn't know that he was available. I just assumed he was owned. So, especially with how bad Bradford was. So, Bradford predictably lost his job. And I've got Winston as my second QB. So, I, I can't, you know, he's probably on my bench. So, I've got like Le'Veon Bell, Winston, Fournette, Edelman, Olsen. I mean, this is just crazy. Like, it's a very small bench. But I, I just went all in first on Beathard. I got outbid by Genstad. And then second on Edelman thinking, you know what? It's only one more week. And after what happened the other night, like, I think they're going to lean on him a lot. And Robbie Anderson sucks, and Goodwin is now in big trouble with, you know, with Garoppolo out. So I'm like, I need that receiver to go yeah. with Beckham. I need actually that number two. So I, I did it, and, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, no, even with his negatives, 40, I should have went higher. I'm regretting it. I mean, I think it could be worth it. But it's just funny that you dropped him, and it was all very close, right? There was someone with 42 and someone with 45. Yeah, Salfino went 45. So I was glad. You know, I was like, all right, well, at least even though I bid on my own player. The perfect bid. The perfect bid. At least I had to bet, you know, I I guess I wasn't the only one thinking, oh, I probably should pick him back up. And then, you know, with Fab, it's kind of like, 
either you have all your five and you get the obvious oh, star or I know and the reason that I did the reason I did that 40 is because I, I was like, I had a hundred, but I'm like, people are getting uh, extra fab by winning DFS. It's a new thing we added. Right. So the hunt wasn't the hammer. There's like three people ahead of me. So I'm like, that changes the dynamic. All you had to do is been 47. You should have seen that I had 46 left. I should have. Uh, yeah, I should have looked at that. The person who dropped him, I, I should have done that. So go ahead and gloat about Burkhead. That's pretty funny. I mean, what, what a disaster. I, I owe you money, actually. I think I owe you money already. We made a... Well, actually, I looked at that email. You're only only 10 bucks. Well, it's not over yet by any means. But we have a Camara Fournette bet, more points in the Stopa format, because okay. you've got Camara and I've got Fournette. And, uh, I'm, you know, unless Camara gets hurt, I'm not going to win that bet, even if Fournette is a monster. I mean, there's... But he could get yeah, yeah, he right. did get hurt. So that get, that was not over, but I'm probably going to lose. The, it was my 40 against your 50. So, but you're you're going to lose. You already going to lost the 50 with Burkhead, basically. So, yeah, I mean, obviously I didn't know he'd get hurt, but he was injury prone, and that was just a fucking terrible, bad, terrible, horrible. 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 But horrible. I mean, you know, look, I mean, we were so excited about Marquise Goodwin and Robbie Anderson. Not that I paid a lot, and look at those guys. Robbie Anderson's on the ropes. I mean, Quincy I know, it's the great guy. Robbie Anderson's fumbled twice in a row. He's on the ropes, and like. Darnold sucks. By the way, I'll tell you one thing. The Giants, did you see the poll I put on Twitter? Yeah. The Giants are yes, not going to regret. No, hell no, that one. The, the hell no, that yeah, one. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. yeah it's up. The Giants are yeah. not going to regret passing yeah. on Darnold for Barkley. I guarantee that. I, w- I want to see, I wanna see some, uh, some of the sabermetric guys arguing with me. Like, they're going to say, no, my process was right. They're going to hang on to that process like – but that's just that's garbage. The, the, I mean, you watch Barkley play. Have you watch these Giants games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least yes, and at least you didn't pass on Mayfield because Money May is the man. No, no. But at no, least no. Uh, Mayfield no. looks like he's going to be a superstar quarterback, and a hundred percent that's better than having Barkley. Hundred percent. But yeah. Barkley okay. is like, I think he's the best back in the league right now. I mean, Gurley's great, <laughs> but I mean Barkley. I swear he breaks a tackle every time he's touched, and then if he gets the ball in any space whatsoever, and the line's not very good, he starts pushing it outside, and then you see, oh yeah, this guy's faster than the DBs. I mean, yeah, it is like he is a monster. No, he's really, really good for sure. Was it a good strategy? I'm, I'm not unhappy with going with Gurley and Kamara though in Stopa. I, I kind of like that. I have Gurley one and Kamara three in my rankings or something overall right now. So uh, yep. that's that's a good start. I mean, and Fuller for seven bucks too. Fuller for seven, but that guy'll get hurt. But anyway, it's a good start. It's early. It's, it's early. early. I mean, look, I I love the team I bought. It's just you know I kind of needed Bell and Fournette and Winston to play. I yeah, that was it. Was spending three games, but you know and that's week four. I'm ready now. I kind of yeah. just needed that. It was kind of part of my strategy for Bell, Fournette, and Winston to see action. It was just a small yeah. part of my strategy. My home league, it's 14, we expanded to 14 teams this year, so it's a little less bench. And I, and I started with Le'Veon Bell, the second overall pick. Um, this was before there was even a risk, really. And then uh, Jarek McKinnon coming back, and I have Garoppolo in that league. So it's like I'm, I'm, I'm at risk of going like 0-13 in my home league. And like this is my – I mean, I know it's early, but it's a horrible, horrible, awful team. Like just really bad. It's like it's funny. I mean, I'm just going to have to make some, some major adjustments. But here I am seemingly knows what he's doing and it's with people who don't pay attention at all and i'm gonna be like a donkey i'm gonna finish like three and ten or something now you'll be like six and seven if you actually try the question is whether you try i got one league that's really has some legs like it's uh an fbc league i got Gurley with the first pick and the way back i got mike evans and jar and then the next round i got jarvis landry and it was the one where i took mccoy over gronk which so far is i'd rather have gronk but it's not like gronk tearing it up or anything and i also have um mahomes in that league so when you start with, you know, your first three picks are Gurley, Mike Evans, and Landry. Landry now has Mayfield, so he's going to be a monster. Yeah, and oh, then, he is. And then you have Mahomes as your QB. Uh, and I got Jeffrey in the fifth round. He may play this week, so now I've got my yeah. third receiver. The problem with that team is I have Robbie Anderson and Goodwin, and also that um, I, had, I took two tight ends. I passed on Gronk. because like, yeah, but tight ends were cheap. I got both Delaney Walker and Evan Ingram. And yeah. yeah. I, I, tight end is like a joke. I mean, there's nobody. It's like... Jimmy Graham has a knee injury now. The, the only guys healthy at tight end are, are just, I mean, Olsen's out. The only guys healthy are Gronk, Kelsey, and Ertz. Yeah, I'm in like this Fantasy Pros Keeper League and uh, Industry League, and I have Olsen and Walker as my tight ends, Slaney Walker. It's, it's, it's a, whatever. It's a, it's a mess. Let's, you know what? There's one encouraging thing, and that's a super contest. So let's win this shit. Let's, let's at least have another good week to make it through, through one month of the season. So let, let's get to these games. Let's. Let, me, let me just say one other thing, though. When I lost okay. that two grand that, I, that was mine that I deserved to win, I mean, if, if fucking Gabbard doesn't get concussed, there's no way Jackson. What, what are they thinking hurting him? I mean, it was just, I fucking got that shit right. Fucking that concussion changed everything. And I, I was getting pissed about it, but then I'm thinking, you know what? I accept that 2000 loss. 
because I'm winning the 1.5 mil. Okay. And, and this exact same thing happened to me in Vegas. I've told the story a thousand times, probably on this podcast. I'm going to bore you with it one last time. Maybe not the last, but just for right now. Uh, Jeff and I were at a poker table. I told you this in Bally's in about six years ago. And I had ace seven, and the flop came seven, seven, six. And Jeff bets after the flop, and I raise to 60. And I say, Jeff, you don't want any piece of this. You just want to get out. He goes all in, nutless monkey that he is. I call. He's got 10-7. I've got ace-7. The flop was 6-7-7. Seven, seven. He's, he's crushed. On the turn comes a 10. Gets the full boat. Takes $250 of my money. I should have been enraged. Fucking Jeff Jackson taking my money like a donkey that he is. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It was poker. You know, it's just bad luck. I didn't throw, I didn't get all pissy. I was like, all right, Jeff, here it is. You're right. You won. You got lucky. Bought back in. Two hands later, I get ace, jack of spades. Flop comes king of hearts, queen of spades, ten of spades. And I'm like, oh, shit. Not only did I flop the nut flush, but I'm four to the royal. And guess what? We're at Bally's. It's a shit poker room with a high hand bonus. Like major high hand bonus. I don't know what it is exactly. So a couple people bet. I just call. I don't want to knock people out. I got to see the turn in the river, right? I, I can't get knocked out. Turn comes, king of spades. Oh, I got the royal flush sitting right, right at the table. So one dude checks or something. I, I might have checked. I can't remember. Another dude goes all in because he, he caught his flush, thought maybe I only had the ace of spades or something and didn't want me to see the river. You know, that was, I know you were such a nutless monkey because you should have really like debated that. I should have said, "Oh, I don't know whether I should call." I'm so stressed, like for like a minute, and they should have been should've. like, "Sir, please, you know, please make a, please decide." And you like, should have. I think I'll call. I got the royal flush. That would have been a real dick move, but I didn't do that. Uh, and I got that guy's like 250 or whatever he put in. You know, his all in plus they put like a rack of green chips, which is like two grand, uh, whatever it is. It's a, it's 120, yeah, 2500, 125 dollar chips. That was the high-end bonus. That was awesome. So, and I've always thought that the reason that happened to me, first of all, I saw a double rainbow while driving to Vegas on the way there. So that was one thing. But secondly, the reason that happened to me. Oh, the mushrooms kicked in? <laughs> no, I really saw it. I wasn't driving on mushrooms that time. And I, the reason it happened to me was because I was cool and um, I was basically like uh, Equinemia St. Brown uh, nope. in the face of Jeff's bullshit win over me. I didn't, it's just because I was like, all right, if I had been all bitter about that, it wouldn't have come to me. It was that I was like, all right, yeah, I should have won, but it's no big deal. And so that's exactly how I'm treating the survivor. And as a result, you and I are going to win this super contest. I like it. I like it. I mean, I like you think it's hard to win the super contest, try getting a fucking Royal flush. That never yeah. happens. Okay. <laughs> this is easy. A nutless monkey can win the super contest. Yeah. A real man gets a Royal flush at the poker table. That's right. Yeah. This is easy part. Exactly. This is the all right. Let's first thing I are you ready? ready to Again, deal? Do this. Right, yeah. You're gonna bring it up because I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the uh, on on the article where I have my lines up because I only have one laptop monitor. I don't want to screw around with it. So you pull up the uh, actual order in which we listed it. All right. So it's Minnesota at L.A. Thursday night. Who do you have there? Okay. So right now Vegas Insiders moved this to seven. So it's definitely gonna matter when it comes to our super contest. But for staff picks, I believe we went with six and a half. That At least that's what when I posted it. That was a lot. Yeah, that's I what it showed all week. So, I uh, I took the Rams a little concerned about the the cornerbacks, and I also like buying Minnesota low here just because it's super super ugly. I mean, they just got you know annihilated at home. But it's a long way to travel on the short week. I was even hearing about the coach complaining. It's a really long way, and something's obviously wrong with that defense. They were even beatable on the road last year. Rams look like the best team in the NFL right now. So I laid the points. Yeah, I did too. I think I've said this before. They're like the Patriots. They don't play to run out the clock and win. They play to increase the margin to the last second. That really helps you cover the spread better. That's why New England is so good against the spread. They don't do what everyone else does. They're a different model of team. And so I think the Rams are like that. I also think the Vikings, like Everson Griffin, like I don't know if he has um, uh, CTE or something, but he's like freaking out and he's, he's not himself and he's not playing. He's maybe their best defensive lineman. And uh, they're just not themselves this year, the, the defense. And I agree, short week on the road. And this isn't really punishing them for the Bills' loss. I mean, the Rams are clearly better than them right now. If they were even, it would be three. So had they not lost, it'd be, what, four and a half? It goes to six and a half, no big deal. Now it goes to seven, we're talking about something a little bit different. Right. I'd probably still take the Rams, but I'm not using them at seven in the Super Contest. At six and a half, too, do you like others more? Probably do, but actually six and a half isn't crazy. I made the, the line six and a half myself, so 
I, I like it, don't love it, but I would consider it if it's six and a half. Okay. All right. Next, we got the uh, Miami Dolphins at New England. I made this line seven. It turned out to be seven right on the dot. I think maybe it went up a little bit since, but I like the Patriots. I think they just lost two in a row. I thought Detroit on Monday night was a bad spot for them. They got embarrassed. The Dolphins are 3-0, and but you know, that was just a gimmicky, weird game against the Raiders who controlled the game for the most part. They've beaten the Titans, the Jets, and the Raiders. I just think this is a good get-well week for New England. They struggle early sometimes. They make adjustments. I just think they'll make the right adjustments, and they're going to win this at home. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it is it is showing seven. Um, I, I'm just going to have a hard time not using New England and Jacksonville in a tease this week, two-teamer. Because, I, I, yeah, I mean, are they going to lose three games in a row in New England? I mean, of course it's possible, but this just seems like it's a time for, for New England to get right, right? I mean, it seems so obvious. Yeah, and I actually struggled against Miami in the past, but I mean, the Dolphins, I think, are ranked like first defensive DVOA or something. I mean, they're, they're no doormat. I mean, Tannehill's playing pretty well, but still, though, I think the Patriots, I mean, at home, I mean, they're going to win this game by 10 points. Yeah, I think, I think it could be a blood. I mean, maybe the Dolphins are better than we think, but they didn't, they didn't do much against the Raiders. I mean, the, the Raiders, you don't want to like be hosting the Raiders and have like a life and death game. That's not, no. that's not impressing anybody. No, not at all. All right, okay, so, uh, oh, I, I would I consider that one, though, would you? I marked that one. I would consider it, yeah, I would consider it. Okay, all right, so next we got the uh, Houston Texans uh, at Indianapolis. This shows the Colts by one. Yeah, I had this line at three, just I think these teams are pretty much equal. Like, I don't think we know enough right now, and Colts will play better defensively than we thought. Luck is looking kind of shaky. On the other end, uh, the Giants, I mean, Deshaun Watson had good stats, but the Giants were in control of that entire game on the road. And it's not like the Giants are some juggernaut. I think the Giants are better than they played the first two games, but it's not like they're a good team. So I think this should have been three, and it's only one, so I took the Colts. What about you? I took the Colts as well. Houston's the only team yet to run a single offensive play with the lead this season. That's crazy. And their defense is not good. You know, their defense has a lot of uh, interesting uh, players, obviously, if they got healthy and stuff. But didn't they allow the most points per game last season? I understand that Watson leaving hurt them, but literally the worst points per game last season, I I think. So uh, the Colts, meanwhile, are playing way better defensively. Andrew Luck might be toast, but uh, less than three here. uh, I took Andy. Yeah, and I don't think people really are fully pricing in. It's not just Frank Reich, who might be a really good coach. He was with the Eagles last year. Mm. But they got rid of Pagano. I mean, Pagano was, I I think he might have been worse than Ben McAdoo. He was truly an awful coach. So when you're like, I think that's like two points a game, you know, something like that. It's dragging you down. And if you get a plus one coach, like a plus one point a game, that just, even with the same personnel, it changes everything. So I, I think that is a huge underrated thing about the Colts. Losing Pagano is massive. It's a great point. Uh, next one, Cincinnati getting five and a half on the road in Atlanta. This is a toss up for me. I made it four and a half, but Atlanta's pretty explosive, but I just think since he's a little closer, I think Atlanta's the better team, but four and a half was my line. This is five and a half. So I'm going to take the Bengals. What about you? Um, I took the Bengals as well. Uh, didn't like this one at all. One of the last ones I chose. So definitely stay away from me. Okay. What's next? Next one is uh, the Bills getting 10 in Lambeau. Yeah, I made this line 10 and a half. It was a tough line because you're like, well, you know, they just beat the Vikings and what, what do we do now? But I kind of like the Packers the same way I like the, the Patriots. Home game, they're so much better at Lambeau. Rodgers is so much better at Lambeau. I mean, assuming he's playing and he's reasonably healthy. I just think they roll. I just think they crush them. They're not going to be caught off guard. They're not going to overlook them. And the Bills, obviously, they, they have some fight in them. And Josh Allen made an amazing hurdle and looks athletic. But I think, I think the Packers will score some points. And it's going to be hard when the Bills are playing from behind. I laid the wood. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com Teams. I took the points, but you're probably right because it's buying low with Green Bay and selling high with the Bills. I just think Allen showed some uh, – the Packers' defense isn't that great, but I don't feel strongly about this one at all. I took the points, but don't, don't like it at all. Okay. Um, next one, uh, Detroit getting three in Dallas. That's an interesting, interesting game and line. I made it one and a half. I think Dallas, even though they killed the Giants, is just fucking terrible. I'm a little biased. I can't watch them. I mean it's the most unwatchable team. I honestly just have, I cannot watch Dallas play football. It's just painful to see them run that fucking offense from 1972 
in the modern era. It's just I just cannot take it. And I yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't see them moving the ball a lot in Seattle. That's why they I just that's don't why. do anything. I mean, it's just all Zeke, and they just don't ever do anything. And no. you know, the only thing they've ever done is throw that one bomb to Tavon Austin against the Giants. That was the only thing they've done all year. The Lions are not great, but and and it makes me nervous because P and L picked the Cowboys because the Lions were celebrating so hardcore after beating the Patriots. And you know, I like, still worry about that. I know. I worry again buying. Yeah, I know. Just like, don't I, be a douchebag. Like you won one game, take it easy. But it's just one team has a credible offense. Carryon Johnson looks good. The three receivers look good. Stafford's a good quarterback. They have a credible offense, and like at least they have that. Sean Lee's out, and Dallas oh, yeah. usually yeah. collapses when he's out, which is most of the time. I, I took the Lions. I, I feel decent about this one. I did. I did as well for all the reasons you said. Great. Uh, the Sean Lee thing cannot be underestimated. Or at least cosmetically, last year the win-loss record with him on off the field is crazy, and the yards per carry. Suggest the same. So the Lions and what, a, a maybe as far as using them? Yeah, I would consider it for sure. Okay. All right, next we have a one I like my best bet. It's Jets getting seven and a half in Jacksonville. So I made this line seven and a half. And you got to understand, when you make a line on the half point, that means like you, you yeah. and the book are in sync. But the more I thought about it, I like the Jaguars. I just think they're going to destroy Darnold. You know, I think the only reason that Tennessee – Tennessee's got a tough defense – and they just played it perfectly. They didn't attack the wideouts, I mean, the cornerbacks. They just bludgeoned them with these four-yard runs. They didn't uh, make any mistakes, really. No turnovers, only three penalties. They, they just played a really clean game. And Mariota killed them with the 51-yard scrambling. Like, so many of those were for first downs on third down. It was just, they just couldn't stop them. And then, I don't know why, but they, they went into such a shell. I mean, they just did not do anything. They didn't try to do anything. I think against... The Jets, they're just going to destroy Darnold, get a lead, and just crush. So I, I like this one. I would use this one if you want. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm going to chalk up last week to this a good old-fashioned letdown after beating the Pats, which I'm concerned about the Lions, as, right. as mentioned. So, But, yeah, let's lock this one in, uh, Jags. So um, next one, we have Tampa Bay, another interesting line-in game, getting three at Chicago. This one was tough for me. Yeah, I made it two and a half. I think Tampa's the better team. I, I think Trubisky sucks. So that's just a huge handicap. And the, the Chicago defense is good. It's not that good. You know, it's good, but it's not great. So Tampa should move the ball against them. It should be. And this is not like some cold weather thing where there won't be passing. You know, it's still September. So I kind of like Tampa, but I, I don't really want to use it. But I just felt they're, they're a slightly better team than the Bears because they have a credible offense. Yeah, they have to travel um, on the short week, but I'm with you. I just so against uh, so against Trubisky. So I, I didn't like this game. It's a, it's a stay away for me. I said last week. Uh, I said the Miami's the first ranked defensive DVOA. They're third. The Bears they have ranked first. I know it's very small sample and stuff. I don't think they've adjusted to opponents yet. But I was surprised also, to see that. I mean, that first you look game, at their white A and and the Bears isn't that great. But the sacks are just getting to the quarterback. I guess like crazy is what they're really what they're really grading highly for. Yeah. Well, I, the first game. They stopped Rodgers for a couple drives. Then Kaiser came in, and they absolutely destroyed him. Pick six, another turnover. Then Rodgers came in and just, like, walked through the defense like it was not even there. So yeah. that, I mean, that, that I realized, okay, this is by far it's not an elite defense. The next week they played Seattle, and Seattle's offense is pretty bad, and they were at home, and they, you know, they did a good job against Seattle, although Wilson made that play to lock it, and they, before the pick six they were down seven with the ball, but their defense played well. And then last week they played the Cardinals. You know, which is just the Bradford Cardinals are terrible, and they even scored a couple touchdowns early against them. So, I, yeah, no, I, I don't think the Bucks' defense is that terrible either. Actually, if they get a little healthier too, they could mess up Trubisky too. So I'm with you. I'm taking the points there. Okay. All right. What's next? Um, next, uh, Philly minus four in Tennessee. Yeah, I made this line too. Philly could be really good, and Wentz looks like he's back, but maybe Jeffrey comes back this week. That would be a big lift. Maybe Ajayi comes back, but. They're just a little out of sync, the Eagles. They're not quite, you know, in the form they were in the playoffs last year. And Tennessee looks like an ugly, tough, nasty team. They're at home. I just think three and a half is too much. So I, I took the Titans. Yeah, I'm with you. It's jumping up to four even. Um, it's just ugly, and I do expect uh, Philadelphia to get it together eventually. And I want to fade this Tennessee team, especially coming off last week. But, you know, four points on the road, and, they're you know, Tennessee hasn't looked that much worse. So, I held my nose and took the points there. It sounds like we're uh, similar a lot this well, week, so that's probably bad news for you. It's bad news for me, for sure. Uh, I actually think that Mariota, too, like 
lot of confidence from that game. I mean, he it wasn't like he put up big numbers, but he engineered those drives that he needed to do to beat Jacksonville on the road, and he played great. I mean, it was so flawless, scrambling, short passes, whatever he had to do, and he had that nerve thing in his elbow. It just seems like he's turned the corner maybe. So I, I like the Titans too. All right. Uh, Seattle minus three in Arizona. I made this a pick man. I think Seattle's a bad team, and they're going on the road. It's a division rival. I think Rosen will give them a shot in the arm. At least he can like throw it down the field. He's not this gimpy old man like Bradford. And uh, I made it a pick So lane three seems a little crazy to me. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, even though I was on Seattle last week, I don't think they're a great football team. Uh, obviously, Earl Thomas, when he does play, I was going to get so irate when if he didn't play to some random. He wasn't even on the injury report. He just decided not to go to practice. And if I was going to lose because of that and get shit from you, I was just thought I, I just thought that was going to happen once I heard that report. Thought it was inevitable. The Josh Rosen thing is definitely a concern because we don't know, you know, the wild card. Can't but I'm with worse. can't be worse yeah. than Bradford. Well, I just worry just when you say that those pick sixes, you know, those rookies that just do that is what I worry about, as opposed to the veterans who are just boring. But at least don't kill you there. No, no. Bradford was just—he just literally—he was, he was, he was like retired. Like he, he was like a stop. forty-five-year-old man trying to play football after being out of the league for five years, and the only reason he's on the field is because the best players in the world were on strike, and they had to just get somebody. That's what he looks like out there. He's not even—he is just so—he's so done. I'm with you. I like Arizona as a sneaky DFS uh, defensive play. That's probably cheaper side. So uh, yeah, do you want to use that one possibly then? Maybe. I just, uh, it, was br- it was torture using the last week. We got oh, it. I'm going to leave these mostly up to you. I'm fighting for the Jags, and you, we have a lot of maybes so far, just so you know. Well, don't just be a nutless monkey and make me pick everything. I mean, I will, because you know I'm a real man picks. And I went yeah. three and one. I mean, you gave us a good one, but I went three and one. If you could go one and, you know what, though? It would be a huge help. You went three and one. I was on board with two of those, like equally. Calm down with that. I Calm went down. three and one, and we used one of yours. Calm Here's down. Here's the thing. I'll tell you what, if you can go one and oh every week, that would give us a huge leg up. All I got to do is go two and two every week and three and one okay. occasionally. Well, you're the one that specifically went like uh, against uh, twice too, so we'll count those as, as the other way. But uh, all right, with your, your Chiefs and uh, what was it, the, the Chiefs and Steelers, and I guess I you talked me into the Niners, but I'm going to blame you more on that one. But all right, what's next? We got uh, Browns and uh, Browns traveling to Oakland. It looks right now it's two and a half. It could go to three though. Best bet, Browns. We're using this one. Mayfield is a star. I think, I think this guy is he's already like a top 12 quarterback. I just watched that game against the Jets. I, you know, I haven't seen – I don't watch college, but I read about all the stuff about him. And this guy is just – he's like Joe Montana out there. Moves well, knows where to go with the ball, goes through progressions, hits the third, fourth guy. He looks all over the place. This guy is a polished pro. And their defense isn't bad already. And you know, Jarvis Landry, I hope Callaway can hold on to the ball. But I just think this is, this is legit now. This is a legit team. The Browns, to me, are a 9-7 team already now that Mayfield is under center. And the Raiders, I mean, I don't think they're that bad, but they're you know, a 6-10, 5-11 level team. And this, this line, I made it a pick them in Oakland. And if the Browns are getting any points, especially if it's three in the Super Contest, I really like them. Yeah, so the Raiders haven't trailed a single snap during the first three quarters this season. That's crazy. They're 0-3. They're and they haven't trailed one Even snap. Even the Rams, they didn't trail for the first three that's quarters. The, that, yeah, how does that? Yeah, that's that's wild, right? No, I think they were down by the third quarter, by some point in the third quarter no. against the Rams. No, no, they weren't. Okay. Um, so at least I don't think. But you can you can tell me otherwise if you look it up. But uh, we have a lot of fact checkers on this podcast that will okay. come after you. Go in the slack room. I've been, I, should I go in the slack room? Is there a lot of talk in there? Uh, sometimes it's mostly like my raps. I was putting some raps down in there, and then uh, now I will go in there. Yeah. done and done. Now not, I will be not not, not the really really right. not suitable for all for family audience that obviously we have on a real man would, but right, right. just more the surface the surface one. I don't know. They haven't won. This just seems like such a sucker side to be on Cleveland. But I'm with you. It's so obvious. Speaking of defensive DVOA, they have Cleveland ranked fourth, and I'm so with it's you. Not reading that site though, dude. Those guys don't know. Money Bay. Football outside is horrible, you think? I don't think it's horrible. I just think it's just – I wouldn't say horrible. I would just say, like, they don't know anything that you don't know. You know, okay. like uh, they, you know they put some metrics together. I just can't, man. The only one I trust is Massey Peabody, and the only reason I trust that – I don't think they're right about everything, but because I know Rufus bets big on these games. So right. like, I know he risks his own money. Big on those games, and he doesn't, you know, sell subscriptions. Well, it's all free. I'm not like quoting any like tout service as far as like making picks. I'm just looking at like no, specific no, no. But I know, but it's just like, of, like defense anybody, and, can, like, anybody can make up a BS stat. 
You know, like, oh, I can make an algorithm that says this is the way we rank defenses. But how the hell do you know if that's right? By back checking and just looking at year uh, throughout the years. Of, have of you what done that with them? Have you have you assessed that they've been I mean, better? No, no, no stat is perfect, and I love that you you do this in baseball and everything. I'm, so like pro football folks, what about a stat that says like um like yards after contact? So like uh, I guess that's still subjective, but it's not just a ranking system. So like an in depth stat like that, would would you care at all about stuff yeah, like that? I think some of those stats are good to know, and they're not be all end all, but they're useful. They're like, oh okay. I mean, look at who's at the top of it. Sometimes there's surprising guys on top of it, and you'll be like. Oh, that guy's better than I thought. And then, and then sometimes you're like, no, this means the stat is noisy because you've got all these guys who aren't that good high up on it. I think Adrian Peterson is like number one on like yards after contact per carry this year. I think some of it's just like, okay, well. You contacted behind. Yeah, no, no, of course. It's, it's, you know, not, it's it, not. Yeah, who's behind the guy that contacted you? Because if you have 20 yards to run before the second contact, anybody can do that if they just break the one tackle. But over, I guess as the sample grows, it means more. You know, by the time it's like week 10, it probably means something. But. I don't really care about that because I think the stats that we know and the observations that we already have pretty much cover that. I don't think there's some hidden thing you're going to see like, ooh, I didn't realize Kamara is so good after contact. Like, or he's not as good as we thought. Like, who cares? You watch well, Kamara. You're bringing up some examples. It's like all stats. I mean, some, some are worthwhile and some are. Let me ask you, how do you, how do you uh, devise who's a good offensive line or not? Are you, are you, are you doing that yourself? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I do it based on sort of consensus. Like, you know, you hear that like, okay – the Saints have a good offensive line. The Cowboys have a good offensive line. The Seahawks don't. The Texans don't. And I just think that really, it only really matters at the extremes. So the top three to five offensive lines probably really matter, and the, the bottom five probably matter. Right. Where, where are those people's opinions? Like where they get, I, I could even argue against myself. They're probably getting formed off, like, say, a pro football focus column or something. Oh, it might be. And, and, and again, like, if pro football focus who looks at all the tape – I, mean, I don't know exactly what they're, I haven't audited their work. So, I mean, they may be mailing it in now for all I know. It sounds like you are. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're auditing it uh, from afar. It no, sounds I'm not like. auditing it. Auditing it would be actually looking to see like that what they're doing, everything they're purporting that they do. But I don't, I don't have the time for that. So I just am like, okay, I think this is a credible site. And most people think it's a good site. So I, I, I take what they say seriously to an extent. You know, and, and the way in which I would take it seriously is the stuff that I have no idea about. Not no idea. I mean, I watch all the games, but... You know, I'm not big on offensive line. I don't name all the offensive linemen on all these teams. So I just take them as a unit. And if they say, well, these are the top three offensive lines per our metrics, I'll give credit to that. You know, if, if I wanted to look at it myself and study the tape, I wouldn't care what they said. But the fact that I don't do it, you know, we have a guy in Rotowire who looks at the offensive lines, and I think they're ranked pretty decently. But, you know, I don't know what he's looking at, whether he's looking at PFF or he's looking at his own rankings or what. But, you know, I, I just take that stuff with a grain of salt because – I haven't really audited the, their work, and I also think that there's so much noise in something like a unit, you know, like an offensive line, that the top three or four or five, whatever you want to draw the line, matter, and the bottom five matter. But between six and 24 or whatever it is, six and 26, you know, six could be 13 next week. Fourteen. And there are a million factors, a scheme of matchups, matchups, it's size and weight. Someone's, someone's banged up that week you didn't know about it, or a, a one-month stretch or, or whatever. Someone's banged up and you think it's a big deal, but the replacement's actually just as good. Oh, there are a million variables, so we all we can do is just take as much information as we can. And there's some people doing a shit ton of work that I'm not, and they're pointing to the Browns' defense playing really, really but well. Or you can just disregard. But you don't know. You don't know they're doing a shit ton of work, or you don't know they're working smart. You don't know anything. You're saying like, well, I'm just going to point to this. What I'm trying to say is, when you're talking about defenses, and especially when you're talking about running backs and receivers and all this stuff. Like, I don't know if these metrics that these guys have come up with are really helping me to predict player performance any better than I would already. And I actually think that most people who get stuck on those metrics predict it worse because they overvalue the metric. They don't know how to weight all this vari these various factors. But, but, you know, look, we have passing yards, yards per attempt, touchdowns, interceptions, sacks. You know, we see the results of games. We watch football. I think if you understand the basic stats and watch, how much are you really going to get from air yards? Is it really going to tell you something that profoundly changes your opinion on these players? And if it does, is it a mistake to change your opinion or is it actually going to get you, know, get you to a better place in terms of what's right and what's wrong? Predictively. Well, I believe that uh, the air yards have just predictive in the past shown that if someone's getting targeted down the field, the, that will continue to happen in the future uh, or at least in that say, that, say that system, you know? Like right now, it's pretty wild. Eric Ebron is, uh, you know, everyone's going nuts about Luck's uh, lack of average depth for target. 
But Ebron had like led the all tight ends and air yards last week. So it's, it's interesting. I, I get what you're saying. And the reason I brought up it matters, but it's like, yeah, we can see that. Right. I mean, if you, if a guy gets a bunch of targets down the field, I mean, I watched the Rams game, they throw deep to Brandon cooks. I can see them do it. So like, he's obviously getting a lot of air yards. Robert Woods was getting a ton of air yards before last week. And he was probably not considered a top uh, 10, not top 20, not top 30 fantasy wide receiver start. But if you look to the he's air yards, 30, model, like, yeah, for sure. they're like, go get Robert Woods. He's about ready to regress for, uh, for some touchdowns. And then two touchdowns happened. Like, like that's literally what happened. Yeah, they were as far telling as- us that Julio Jones needs to regress for all these touchdowns. I mean, you know, sometimes it's right. Sometimes it doesn't happen. I- I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's not important to realize who's getting deep targets. I think that is important. I'm saying you already pretty much know who's getting deep targets. Someone may point out, hey, you don't realize this, but Eric Ebron's getting a lot of deep targets. Oh, yeah. I noticed that he caught some big plays. Yeah, they are looking for him down the field. I mean, if you're paying attention to the league, do you really need the stat to tell you who's getting the targets? Now, maybe it'll unearth something that you missed. Maybe. But it's, to me, it's not that big of a, an advantage to know a bunch of buzzy stats. To me, as long as you know what everyone's done pretty much every week and you've watched a lot of the games, so you actually see how deep they're getting the targets to them, then what, you know, what else, how much use does it really have? But I, I want to get off the stats because I don't give a shit about the stats. To me, fine, the stats are useful. I can see that, but I don't think that's an important thing. I don't think that's what's important. I think what's more important is the idea that, you know, DVOA, that's not even stats. That's somebody's algorithm taking stats that you know well, sacks, yards per play, yards per attempt, whatever the hell they use to make that algorithm. And they're just crunching into their proprietary algorithm that they've weighted. It's, it's, I don't know what even goes into it. And then we cite these numbers like, oh, well, they're fourth in DVOA. Who gives a shit? Why don't I just say like they're fourth in yards per play? That seems like the most simple stat. That's like sure. the most basic stat. I don't know what they are in yards per play, but they've also played crappy teams. And I try to take all that into account. I think you should supplement them together. I think I take why, it all. Why would you use somebody else's proprietary black box metric that you don't even know what goes into it? I, I, clearly, you don't. You, you see zero value in it. I, I, I actually bring I mean, it up. Just, I, I would only see value in it if I personally back-tested that stat and saw how predictive it was over the years. And maybe it but, is. I don't know. But the difference is the reason why I like Massey Peabody, and again, I don't even take their stuff at face value because it's just all they're doing. It's just a model. It's just – in general, this is what happens. They don't know game to game what's going to happen, but they know generally this is how, you know, these are the predictive factors and, and, and they've back-tested them. Well, how do I know they've back-tested them? Because they bet serious money on the games. If football outsiders, and I know Aaron Schatz, he's a nice guy, smart guy. If he was, if I knew for a fact that he was betting like multiple thousands of dollars every single game of his own money based on his DVOA, I'd probably be like, oh shit, that DVOA, what does he have to say on that? If you're not betting that money, why do I care? I, I don't have time to audit it. I, have, I don't have time to back test it. I'm not saying it's wrong. Maybe it's great. But wh- how do I know? And why should I trust it? Just because it's well, on I'm, some website. Why would I trust it? I'm very glad I brought it up. I knew it'd give you, uh, you, would, you would get upset about it, but I didn't quite I, think I'm it goes. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just questioning what the utility is. Like, why do you well, cite all that? All stats are there. You could pr- pretty much say that about, but no, especially no, no, stats just like pre- air yards. This is the difference. Air yards are air yards. Like, I, look, I question whether air yards are really advancing our knowledge beyond base, the basic stats that we know. I, I look at who has, how many 40-yard catches, how many 20-yard catches a guy had, yards per target, yards per catch, all those basic stats. Air yards adds something else. It's sort of in the air yards per target, okay, is basically what it is. It adds like a little extra wrinkle. It may be useful. It may have some predictive ability. Those stats, you can say, okay, well, those are useful to me because you know exactly what they are. There's no, we're not unclear about what air yards means. We know what it means. Okay. Now, you, you might have to go over someone else's studies to show how predictive it really is, but at least you know exactly what it means and you can understand why it might be predictive. But this DVOA, this proprietary stuff that's just a mixed algorithm it's not a stat. It's, it's an aggregation of various factors that you don't even know what goes into it, and you have no way of knowing whether it's true or not. It's just a list on a site. It's different than air yards. It's different than yards after contact, which are obvious things that we, we fully understand what that means. Completely different, yes, yes. So, Those I don't know. So so have, I, have I gotten you off of that? Now you're done with that? So we're taking the Browns? Is that, is that where we're going? The Browns. I don't give a shit what their DVOA is, but yeah, we're taking the Browns. Well, it was, it was actually it was a positive, but uh, I don't – the Raiders, are you worried it's a desperate animal 0-3 at home? And, yeah, I, mean, 
I think that's a good choice. Be on Cleveland. I think this is a sucker side. I'm just going to say it, but I, I full on believer in Money Mayfield, and I and I do think that they have a way better team on paper. Do you remember how many sucker sides you took with Garoppolo last year? That's right. When a quarterback right. shows up as the real right. deal, and you're like, and that's the only the only games I was winning. Yeah, my best bet record was was good because he salvaged me the last six weeks. You're right. You're right. So I think when you have a real quarterback, forget sucker side. Believe, and I think the Raiders are not that bad. I think Gruden's a good coach, and I think they've played competitively, pretty much, except against the Rams in the fourth quarter, which was, you know, the best team in the NFL. So I, you not have a problem with Gruden just going on uh, on in public about Carr, like, oh, he wasn't aggressive enough. Then the next week, he was too aggressive, and just like, just completely, he's already had criticism before, being like, he loved, he does, he never praises his players too much because he want, then it's his fault, you know, so he wants it to always be the players' fault. But he's already given Carr shit like after two weeks. Anyway, it's going to be well, fascinating. Carr was so next overpraised year. when he came in the league. This is good, good for him. He could use a little, he could use a pump yeah, break. Like, they were acting like he was a star with a seven YPA. I mean, that guy has always been well, sort of mediocre. That. Oh, I so remember this that. Is good, good for, good for Gruden. Anyway, All right. what's the next? San Francisco 49ers are getting a measly 10 points uh, in L.A. against the Chargers with C.J. Beathard at quarterback. Yeah, I made this line 9.5. I saw 10.5 on the, on the spread that we used. That was 10.5 earlier. I like the Niners. I think that they're so much better coached than the Chargers. The Chargers are idiots. The Chargers barely have a home field advantage. It's not a long way for the Niners to travel. And, you know, I, I think Beathard, he's bad, but he has experience. He's not... This is not new for him. He started eight or nine games or whatever it was last year. So um, I, I took the points. What about you? I laid the points there, but maybe that's just me being a pessimistic uh, Garoppolo guy still crying about it. But um, I, w- I wouldn't like that game either way, though, right? I mean, that, no, that's I'm a not tough. using it in the Super Contest. It's too, it's too wild cardy, but I would take the Niners there. Okay, I took Chargers. Next, uh, Saints uh, at your Giants giving three. I made this a pick man. Uh, call me a homer if you like, but... Giants defense may be better than the Saints defense right now. And then the, personnel, the offensive personnel, skill players, Giants got to be better even without Ingram. I mean, Beckham and Barkley and, well, Camaro Thomas is pretty good, and Shepard. But where the Saints are better, two key areas. One is a position that you may have heard of. It's called the quarterback position. Saints are a little bit better there. And the offensive line of the Saints is a lot better. Um, and... So, okay, so the Saints are a better team than the Giants, so the Saints, you know, I'm going to give them three points for that. Maybe Breeze is worth four points more than Eli. But I think the Giants' defense may be better. So I, I think it should be a pick em, uh, but the Saints are laying three and a half. So I like the Giants. Yeah, didn't, uh, yeah they, they just had to play overtime, right, the Saints. And uh, here's a stat that you might, uh, you might agree with. Uh, YPA, they've allowed 11.2 this yeah. year. Right. The next worst is 8.9. Well, it's because um, Patrick lit him up for like 14 that first week, so he like really destroyed it. But it's probably still nine since then. Yeah. I mean, their pass rating against is 141.7. I mean, that's just crazy. But so I'm, I'm with you here. Um, Patrick Robinson, is there like slot corner, was actually the only guy playing okay. I guess Lattimore. Lattimore's been all right there. But anyway, he's out for the season now. He's placed on IR or at least on short-term IR. I'm with you on the Giants. Uh, it's funny. Who gave us a hard time? Pain because we're taking them. We've been taking it. We went against them one week, didn't we? Or was that the Ravens? No, no, we, 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 lo- we, we had a bad loss with them. Was it against Jacksonville that we took them? Or was it the next against Dallas? Was it, it was against Dallas? We yeah, took them. yeah. Yeah. So are you, were you, were you, before, I, before I even brought it up, were you, were you thinking about maybe using them, though? I mean, it's the biggest disparity I have this week on, yeah. the, on the lines. I, the thing is... I like it, too. Yeah. The, the Giants in Houston, which is not you know, a great team, but Eli looked like what I thought he was going to look like. like. He's not good. Odell Beckham's catching passes over his head. Eli has no mobility. When they did get in the backfield, he was sacked immediately, losing three extra yards. He sucks. But you know, he moved a little bit in the pocket. He made some throws. And they have just so many good weapons that I thought this is what Shermer's going to get from him, and he did. And I just think at home against the Saints, who, you're right, they they had a huge overtime game against a division rival on the road. It's kind of a letdown against a shitty Giants team. I think uh, the Giants could easily win this game, too. Yeah, I like that, too. Dome outdoors, um, let's do that. I just hate using the Giants in the Super Contest because they, Eli, fucking, you know know how much I'm going to hate Eli when he, like, throws the killer pick six that gets on? He's literally going to be costing you money. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fucking Eli. Eli ability is what I call them on the XM show. Nice, I like that. All right, Sunday night game, Baltimore in Pittsburgh, uh, Steelers favored by three. This is a total coin flip. I made the line three. Ravens-Steelers, when they're both like they are now, which is pretty good, they're they're equal, and it's a war. I took the Steelers just because they're at home, but I honestly, I don't I have zero interest in betting this game. 
uh, agreed. I probably will because I'm a degenerate and it's a standalone. But uh, yeah, that's I, I took the Steelers just because they're at home and it's not the the more than three. So that's the right line though. Um, last one Monday night, Kansas City at Denver. KC is favored by four and a half or five, right around there. Yeah, I, I had it at four and a half. I made this line two and a half. So obviously, I like the Broncos at home. Um, I, maybe I'm going to be an idiot for fading the Chiefs every week, and they're going to beat me every week. But did the Niners solve them in the second half, or did they just take the foot off the gas? What happened? I don't. They certainly didn't solve them. Any teams up they that big? Points. Let, they let up. I think maybe a little of both, but I would lean way more toward uh, just the Chiefs letting up than the Niners solving anything. No. I, yeah, they're averaging more points per game right now than any team ever has, um, and maybe that just continues. And they really are – they make it look so easy, but maybe I'm underestimating that second half. But I just kind of was just – I was in a daze anyway with my Jimmy G problem. But I, I took I took Denver here, but I would not be shocked if they are real. Uh, this Kansas City team does score 40 points a game, and this is a real thing. I'm not screaming regress- regression is inevitable. But in this spot, Denver losing at home Monday night, I'll take the points. Yeah, I- I, I, the only problem is I really don't like the way Denver's coached, and I don't like Keenum. I just think that they're it's been and, bad. And the, and the defense is just okay. It's not great, but I just think it's the spot. It's the Monday Night Road division game. Denver's actually allowed more YPA eight point two than uh, than Kansas City yeah, this no, year. No, but I, I don't I don't love Denver's defense this year. Yeah, I'll take Denver. Uh, it's just sort of a situation it, game, and I, I'm not strong. I would not use this, even though like it was a wide disparity from my line. I wouldn't use this in the Super Contest. Okay, it feels like the right side, and I could be talked into it, but you do fear, as I do, Mahomes. It could just go nuts. I just, I think the smart bet with the Chiefs is they're good, but someone's going to figure them out a little bit. But I'm not, I don't want to go to the map for that. I don't want to like, totally. I I don't want to die on that hill. All right, so let's go over these and figure out what we want. Okay, Browns, Giants, and Jags are done. Okay. Okay, Giants makes me very nervous, but yes. Okay, Browns, Giants, and Jags. Do you, okay, want to do, do you want to do Lions? So I, I listed a couple maybes that I'm on board with, Lions and, and Cardinals. And I would I would fight for even the Patriots maybe. I, I do think they get it right. But that really depends if it's six and a half or seven too. So you think Lions is the first one that came out of your mouth. So I'm okay. I'm okay with it. But what do you think? It's weird. Like, so there's some games that you immediately know who you like. And right. the Lions, like I didn't even hesitate. I was like, Lions. The weird one that I kind of like now that I was really torn on when I was writing it up is the Packers. It just seems like a really good spot. Like a week ago, this line would have been 13 and a half, 14. And nothing's really changed except the Vikings are nutless monkeys. And the pa- I don't know. I just feel like that, that one is kind of an opportunity. And the Patriots too. Like before the season, Dolphins and Patriots would have been like, what, 13 or something like that? Right. Maybe, not maybe 11. Yeah. Down to seven because of maybe, maybe, you know, something meaningful has happened to change that. So the Patriots, I could see, I could see the Lions, although I'm a little nervous about what Pianow said. They were celebrating a little too hard. And the Cardinals, the value's there, but man, I don't know. So, so we got Browns, Giants, Jaguars. And then we have about three other maybes. So we'll just, we'll just see when the spreads come out tonight, and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, exactly. Let's not rush it. We've been very patient. We've done a good job no, so take far. This, taking this seriously this year. No, no, we're not joking around. I'm not just wasting money like I did last year and the year before. Yeah, so. for sure. All right. Okay, cool. So we'll talk about that backstage, um, and we'll uh, get that. Uh, I don't really have much for you this, uh, this week. Uh, um, Yasiel Pui came in. I have a friend who works at a – gas station in Arizona and Yasiel Pui came in at 3 a.m. last night and purchased two boxes of prophylactics and thought that was real man behavior at 3 a.m. Uh, so after real. playing the Dodger game in Arizona last night at 3 a.m. went to the gas station and uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Yasiel Pui, uh, I know he's your boy so I give you give him some uh, some props for uh, for uh, doing doing right in Phoenix and uh, do you have any thoughts on I guess the two two things going on in the in the world right now it's Cosby going to prison and, and Brett Kavanaugh that situation. So do you have any opinions on those? I feel like this is the fucking gossip we're talking about. And I, I just right. don't, I don't, yeah, it's the Supreme Court. It's a lot at stake, but like, I just can't fucking, I'm going to edit this shit because it's just, it's, are you interested in this? Do you find this interesting, this topic? Um, not super interesting, but it is definitely, I mean, I've never seen a situation like this and it is only growing and getting bigger. And it's just very interesting. The decisions that are going to be made and how it's going to, to lead in the future. I, I just never, never, I, I never come across anything quite like this. And 
That's why I really was curious your opinion, just because it was it's a different situation. And well, I, 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 we had the shit in the Clinton years. Although Clinton was actually doing the deed as pre- I mean, he was. Doing- okay. I guess in society is just different now, right? And it wasn't whatever the uh, the other one, the, the horrible thing well, with Trump, the, the I mean, Trump was banging the, a porn star and that and he paid her off. All this. I mean, it's like it's fucking gossip, man. It's it's like stuff that's like I mean, the Clinton stuff was bad because he was in the White House. But like so much is like, what did he do in his personal life? Who's he having sex with? Like not even when he's on the job. What was he doing in high school? You know, is he part of this cultural thing that's bad? Like, I just feel like I don't no, know. I it's not totally I'm not different. There's like, not issues like real issues in society with that shit, but I feel like this is not. It's just better to let whoever wants to talk about this talk about it and not necessarily be on this topic. I just, I just think it's just, it's just. All um, right. I'm gonna delete all this fucking shit. I'm just not interested in this, man. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to be annoyed with you. Yes. Just, then let's stop. That's it. All right, man. Well, let's fucking go. I think four and one. Would you accept four and one this week? I would accept four and one, yes. All right. Four and one. I, I think, again, about 64 to 66%. Check, check next week. One of us will check and, and make sure what, what percentage we need to win it, but that's what I'm focused on. All right, cool, man. Sounds good. Let's do this. Later, dude. All right, let's do it. Later. Later.